This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 76, 16 Streams of Passive Income with Ryan Rieger. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Mark Willis, and with me is my wonderful co-host, Holly Bach. Welcome, Holly. Thank you, Mark. Welcome, everyone. All right. So I was just getting into our episode today, and I was thinking back to a day. It was a long time ago, it feels like. It was like in the early 90s. And uh, I remember looking out on the Mississippi River in the year that it just absolutely just major floods uh, that just poured over all of the Midwest. Now, uh, Holly, I don't know if you remember those uh, days, but it was like it was like uh, something out of you know a biblical kind of flood example. And I, I just looked out, and it looked like an ocean, not a river. <laughs> uh, but I was just so blown away. And, and with all of the recent uh, f- uh, snow and uh, cold weather we've been having in Chicago, as it's been slowly finding its way uh, into melting, I've been kind of reminded of some of that torrential downpour rain. Have you ever had any experiences with like floods or uh, just massive bodies of water out of nowhere? Not necessarily flooding specifically, but definitely like driving in torrential downpour and um, had that happen a number of times and it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, when it gets really going, you're like, wow, I cannot see mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and Chicago has a great history with uh, rivers and streams. Like uh, they reversed the flow mm-hmm. of the Chicago River. And uh, when I first moved here to Chicago, we had some great like uh, flooding in the north branch of the Chicago River. And I remember heading into a neighborhood and just throwing sandbags with uh, with neighbors. And I was like, wow, this feels like we're in some sort of a, like one of those climate movies or something. Like I needed to see the rock appear out of nowhere, you know, Dwayne Johnson throwing sandbags next to me or something. <laughs> it was so cool. Anyway, uh, it's got it's got me thinking quite a bit about streams and uh, rip flows of money. And uh, so we wanted to kick off a series, a mini series here for the next few weeks on streams of income. And uh, we have someone who we would have always wanted to bring on the podcast. His name is Ryan Rieger. And uh, he has somehow, in his uh, short short lifetime, created 16 streams of passive income. So I just figured we needed to get this guy on our show to share a bit about his not average way of creating an income for himself and his family. I mean, uh, when most of us grew up, at least I was sort of taught that I was going to get my day job and I was going to have my one stream of income, my one paycheck that would arrive magically from my boss or whatever. Uh, I don't know about you, Holly, but 16 streams was not something that was just sort of taught to me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. So I, when I heard 16, my, my first thought was like, is that even possible? You know, how do you, yeah. how do you accomplish that? So definitely excited to hear from Ryan and um, hear more about that and, and what these 16 streams of income are. So let's get into it. Uh, this is a wide-ranging interview with, with Ryan Rieger. Um, his intro is, By God's grace, Ryan has built a thriving online business with multiple streams of income ranging from selling physical products to a variety of books and courses on the topic of starting and growing an online business. Ryan's passion is to help people discover their gifts and talents, to use them to fulfill their life's purpose, and thus the reason for the book he wrote. 
Uh, Ryan is happily married to his wife, Malane, and is a proud father to his son, Callan, and they reside in South Lake, Texas. You can find out more about Ryan through his website, ryanrieger.com, and uh, for more information and resources, which we'll include in our show notes. So please enjoy this interview with Ryan Rieger. Ryan, welcome to Not Your Average Financial Podcast. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I am super pumped to jump into this new book you've written, and mm-hmm. uh, we've we've known each other for some time, mm-hmm. uh, and been able to work together and meet even in person. Yep. Uh, and maybe just tell first of all before we jump into everything, just tell your the audience a little bit about yourself and the work mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, sure. So um, I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I'm originally a Hoosier, just like you, Mark, and uh, Come on. Uh, but moved here ten years ago to to marry my beautiful wife, Melaine. Um, so I've been a Texan for 10 years now. Um, I started off selling furniture on Craigslist when I moved here because I didn't have a job. I uh, was in the political arena before that up in Indiana. Um, but I've always wanted to run my own business. And so started with what was the lowest hanging fruit, which was the furniture business that my wife and mother-in-law had started before I got here. And so we did that, sold furniture uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for a few years then found out about Amazon and eBay and moved over there. And um, now I uh, just my real passion, Mark, is helping people get started building their own, own businesses. And I've uh, built a pretty, pretty decent size of students, people that uh, I teach on how to, how to create multiple streams of income, a lot of it in the physical product space, selling on Amazon, selling on eBay. Um, that's just an easy way to get started, especially with no money, no experience whatsoever. But that's not the only way, as I describe in streams of income. But um, personally, my wife and I have been married almost 10 years now, and we have a little son who's 21 months old. He may, you know, hope, may try to keep him out of here, but I, my door is not locked, so he can walk in when he wants. <laughs> um, and I get to work from home and be with him, and it's just such a joy and uh, just, uh, you know, loving life right now. So the book is called Streams of Income, sure. Living the Multiple Income Streams Dream. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. When I read through your book, you described 16, mm-hmm. one, six, 16 streams of income, yep. different yep. sources of income in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Ryan, that's just bananas crazy. How did that even happen? How does someone just show up one day and yeah. end up with 16 streams? Did that just sure. happen? Yeah, well, that sounds like a lot, and I guess it is a lot, but I mean, you know, some are like little tiny drip driplets of water, you know, maybe get uh, 50 bucks a month on some, and some that are much, much larger than that, but um, once you kind of get in the flow, they kind of build on each other, so, you know, when we had the, you know, the furniture business, that was just a one stream of income, we had it coming, but then it grew to eBay and Amazon, so it went from Craigslist to eBay to Amazon, and there's three right there. Um, but then we haven't sold furniture in a few years. But there are things like my book, uh, Real Wholesale Sources, that I wrote back in 2013 that I still get paid on every single month. That's not a big stream, but it's a small one. Um, and then I have a coaching program, a group coaching program, helping people uh, with uh, building private label products on Amazon. And so from there, there's other streams that have kind of formed out of that same essentially message. So uh, I have about three different groups that I teach. And so those are bigger streams. And then you got smaller streams like these little eBooks that I've written. Um, so they all go together. There's not really anything that's like totally stand out amongst its own. They're all, I guess they're all connected. Uh, and once you kind of have one thing that's going, uh, it's really easy to start another one. 
And did that happen intentionally? Was there a, a sort of a strategy? Did you mm. wake up one day and say, I want six screen? <laughs> Actually, no. What's going on here? Um, yeah. So I, uh, it just, it happens, you know, when you get, um, so I guess the best way to, to describe it is, you know, when you are serving an audience of people, they'll tell you what they need. And so you, you come up with products and services that meet those needs. And so that's how the streams grew. So for example, take one of my Facebook groups that I'm doing with, with Danny, Amazon Legends, who Danny's been on your podcast before and you wrote, co-wrote that, the book. Um, so the Legends group is a stream of income that comes in, but then there's other things that are connected to the Legends group that have uh, just you know appeared since starting that group you you get in there and people say oh we'd love to meet in person um, so we started conferences and now that's not a big stream because we want to keep the expenses low for everybody so I don't we don't make that much on a conference but that's that is a little bit of a little bit of money coming in so it just grows as you serve your audience and they uh, they tell you we need this information so you come up with that information you you create a webinar you create a course you write a book about it um, and it just makes another stream and in the same time you're serving your people well So no, I did not like wake up one day and say let's create 16 streams of income it Just happens organically as you serve the folks that are following you Well and for those listening and want to hear the episode with Danny stock that was episode 58 how to be an Amazon legend and bank on yourself mm -hmm. right? and, they, uh, and, and it seems like they all relate to each other they do you're not running an ice cream store and right. writing books on on a ancient history of <laughs> or something. There's a lot of connection there. That sure. it all has to do. How, what would you say is sort of the underlying current? To use your uh, hmm. water metaphor here, what's the what's the underlying kind of major themes and the different streams of income that mm -hmm. you receive? Well, right now, a lot of them are connected to the the online selling space. Um, because that's how I got my start, you know, starting with uh, selling furniture uh, and then moving over to smaller things on Amazon. So I've learned a lot on how to be a successful e-commerce seller. So a lot of them, honestly, right now are more about uh, building a, an e-commerce business, all, all things related to selling on Amazon specifically. Um, so that's a big, big part of it. I just see there's so many different ways to do that. And so I have a private label course and then legends focuses a lot on uh, buying and selling things that you can get at a store, uh, but you can buy online. So we call that online and retail arbitrage. So uh, right now, a lot of it's Amazon focused, but I'm starting to be more uh, mindful that, you know, not everybody wants to do that. And so that's why streams of income was born because there's, there's at least two other major ways to make money online. And I want to help people who have no desire whatsoever to sell on Amazon, but still want to create multiple streams of income. So that's becoming more of my message now, getting more general versus more Amazon specific. Perfect. And yeah, speaking of which, I got to believe that with 16 different streams of income, how do you keep those streams from just flooding you or washing yeah. you out, right? In other words, what are your systems of sanity that's good. Some of them require no maintenance whatsoever. Like some of the books that I have, um, I don't have to do anything and money just comes in every month. And guys, I'm not talking about millions of dollars every month passively. That would be nice and I would love to get to that point. But you know, I'm talking about some of the streams I literally have to do nothing. I may make four or $500 a month on. Um, the ones that bring in a lot of money are very active things that I, you know, I need to be active every day currently. Um, 
but I have a, I use Trello. Uh, it's a pretty cool uh, online you know, site that helps me create to-do lists and project lists. Um, it's something I'm constantly learning how to do better. I, I don't feel like I'm the master of productivity by any means, but it's working for me currently. And uh, I can see at a glance everything that I need to get done. I can see all the projects from a higher viewpoint. And then I can also see my, my quarterly goals um, by just clicking on a tab and making sure that do is what I'm doing today getting me closer to these bigger things. So when someone looks to someone like yourself, Ryan, who's made it as far as you've made it with passive income, mm -hmm. uh, which we really believe around here at not your average financial podcast. I mean, it's not average to receive passive income mm -hmm. at your age or at in really any age. I mean, passive income is pretty rare, even mm -hmm. among pensioners um, mm -hmm. these days, since pensions are kind of going the way of the dodo, yep. but you are not in that wonderful stage of life. You are a young family man. Uh -huh. Where where does someone start if they've got a mm. day job or, you know, mm. for the folks that you wrote this book for, yep. where's the best place for someone to start that wants to add maybe just one stream or sure. two to get things going? One Absolutely. stream of video. So some of the questions I ask Mark in the book are, you know, what are you passionate about? What are the things you're interested in? What do you, what can you talk about for hours with somebody without notes? You know, you literally just kind of flows out of you. Um, there may be a business there. Uh, there may be a way, and my friend Dan Miller in his book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, talks about the convergence between your passions, your talents, and your um, and monetization. You can monetize those things that you're passionate about and that you love. So that's one way. You just think of, I mean, you could, I mean, it, trying to get practical here, maybe you're really good at, uh, oh gosh, let's say you're you're a good soccer coach. You, you, you're, you've played soccer in college or whatever. And you just know how to teach five and six year olds. You could turn that into a business. You could start, uh, you know, doing one on one classes with people who, you know, have have that age of a kid and want them to be better at soccer. So you you put an ad on on Craigslist. It could be that simple. Um, where you you know now you're you know kind of just helping all kinds of kids. It could be a group class. You could you know have several kids in a class um, all at once. So that's one idea for folks who have no don't feel like they have any skill set like that, which guys, I guarantee you, you do. I, if I spent some time with you, I probably could find a way that you could make money with something you know how to do. We talk about one of the lowest hanging fruits is selling physical products online because it's something that literally anyone could do, zero experience, and honestly with zero dollars to invest because there's things lying around your house right now that are worth money that could start your business. And I, I know many, many, many sellers who are doing millions of dollars now that started out with $500 or less um, in e-commerce. So that's one of the easiest places to start. That's why I talk about it a lot because it's just a it's very, very, very low hanging fruit, but it's not the only way to get started. You mentioned too, this idea best to ask questions like, what does your ideal day look like? And uh -huh. where, where do you want to be five years from now? Which I think yep. is a great question. And then yep. what is your motivation to mm -hmm. make your dreams happen. I guess mm -hmm. my question is, uh, in your own experience, what do those questions yeah. do in you to create these businesses? You know, yeah. most people, they, they have these dreams of aspirations of being a, a soccer coach paid for or whatever, uh -huh. starting a business, but then they get out of the shower and they're onto their day and they forget they ever had the thought, right? <laughs> right. So um, what about these questions help us find the mm. kind of work that we want to have in the, the life we truly love? 
Yeah, I mean, it just gets you, at least for me, it gets me to dream. And, and guys, you got to be, allow yourself to be, to dream, you know, think, think that you're 12 years old again. And you not, that's not that you have to think, oh, you know, okay, I'm, I'm 43 now, Mark, I, there, there's probably very little chance that my 12 year old dream of playing in, in, in the NBA is going to happen. Um, you know, I'm five foot nine. Um, that's not, it's just not going to happen. And I'm uh, not in the physical shape I would need to be. And I'm not going to take the time to even try to work on that goal because it's just, just kind of a delusional type of goal for me right now. But what are the things that you, you can still do um, that, uh, that you've had in the back of your, your mind or deep in your heart? Some of those things that you maybe push down because you don't, it was just not practical. Um, you know, who am I to become a soccer coach? Who's going to hire me? You know, what do I, I don't even know how to get started. All those questions. But guys, I think the biggest thing that's helped me is just having those writing. So first of all, is take the steps to write those things down. What does your ideal day look like? Write it out in detail. What time do you get up um, in your ideal day? What is that? What do you do that first thing after you get up? Maybe you go grab a cup of coffee. What do you do at 10 a.m.? Every Get detailed about it. And then if you can, put those things into pictures. And so what I mean is like maybe your ideal day is at a different house than you're at now. Maybe you're, you're renting and you want to own a home. What does that home look like? Uh, where are you at it when you're taking your, you're drinking your coffee in the morning? Are you in the back porch listening to your water fountain? Maybe you have a pool there. Guys get specific and put those things into pictures. And the difference between the guy who gets out of the shower and goes on his day and forgets about those things that he written down and the guy that actually does them is the one that's looking at them every day and keeping them before him. Uh, I mean, just writing down your goals, I've heard that you're like 40% more likely to reach them if you just write them down. But then to actually do them is, is the folks that keep them in front of them all the time and use that as motivation. I have a vision board and I'm telling you, it's made a huge difference in the things that I've actually done versus the things that just stay as dreams for me. Um, so look at those things constantly, uh, every, I mean, put them in your wallet. Steve Harvey, I think talks about having it on his, his, uh, laptop, his, it's his screen. Uh, it's this, this, his desktop screen. Um, he sees those things all the time. He carries around with him. Um, so do that, you know, keep those dreams and goals in front of you and they'll happen. And you mentioned in your book that you had six little bullet points, um, yep. for kind of perfect job. Do you uh -huh. want to share about what those were? And sure, absolutely. This was in January of 2009. I had just moved to Texas from Indiana in November of 2018 or 20, 2008. So just a few months of being in Texas. And I wrote down what my dream position was and wrote down flexible hours. Because at this time, I didn't know if the furniture business was going to be something we would stick with or if I'd have to go get a job. Um, I really wanted to have my own business. So I really wanted it to work, but if it didn't, here's my dream position, whether it's on own business or an actual job, but flexible hours, high pay to be able to work from home, vacation time whenever I need it, great people to work with and a cause mission and vision I love and am passionate about. And honestly, guys, just a few months after that happened, I wrote that down. I was living that our furniture business was bringing in was fulfilling all those things for me. And so um, I, I encourage folks in my book to write down things like that. What does your dream job look like, your dream position, what's your dream life look like? It kind of goes along with the, your ideal day. Um, and 
write them down and just be visualizing it. What does it look like to, you know, have your ideal day? And then uh, the practical stuff is what steps do you need to take today to start living that? What I noticed about what you've done here, Ryan, is you're taking those, those oh, that'd be nice kind of dreams and mm-hmm. you've got a system or a process to move them into reality. You take right. You take the dream and you turn, mm-hmm. you, it sounds like you have quarterly goals. It sounds like you mm-hmm. have a Trello board to kind of mm-hmm. look at your daily tasks to help mm-hmm. you meet those goals. What does your ideal day look like? Mm-hmm. And, and what do you want to do, you know, uh, five years from now yourself? Mm-hmm. And you know, what, what are some of your touch points that you have on these multiple streams of income each week? You know, yeah. I'm just trying to imagine <clears throat> how, you, how you keep track of it all and just yeah. run life that's again to your liking rather than run by you you know sure and like i said mark i don't feel like i'm a master at this yet i'm constantly learning how to be more productive i find that you know i i'm uh, i spend way too much time on stuff that uh, i shouldn't be um so this year my goal is to outsource a whole lot more i've got um uh, somebody that's now help handling my social media for me because i found that i was spending way too much time figuring out each post and doing things like graphic design on those posts that I'm just not good at that. So guys, I would tell you, don't, I mean, yes, I could take a course on graphic design and maybe get decent at it, but that's not my skill set. So hire out the things that you're just not good at. Don't focus on the things you are good at, not the things you aren't. And um, so hiring out social media for me has been a big one. And then also uh, hiring out to, uh, you know, things with my website and stuff, I can tinker around in there, but I'm just, it's just not my thing. So let's let somebody else who's better at that do it. So my ideal day, um, about five or six years ago, I wrote down, you know, that I wanted to wake up without an alarm clock that, um, I'd want to go grab a cup of coffee, sit on the back porch, um, read a, a devotional or some motivating, motivating message. Um, and then, you know, a little bit later, I'd hear the pitter-patter of little feet come in because we didn't have a kid at the time. And then I'd you know, spend some time playing with my child. Uh, then I'd spend a couple hours at work and then um, take an afternoon walk uh, while he or she is napping. And then maybe work a little bit more after that and then have the evening free to hang out with family. And you know, our business was at a point to where uh, pretty soon afterwards that all that happened except for you know the child and uh, I don't share this too much um, and I, it's something I, need, I think I need to share more is that we went through three miscarriages and so the dream of having a, a child came about in April of 2017 with our son Talon and so Mark I'm living my ideal day now except you know instead of waking up without an alarm clock my son is my alarm clock many days <laughs> um, but it's okay I love it you know I would love be nice if I could you know, wake up at six every morning and get everything I need to get done before he wakes up. But sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, like this morning he woke up at five. I went in with him and sat on the chair with him and we fell asleep until like 745. Um, that wouldn't necessarily be my ideal day every day. But I mean, I know he's going through a phase. He's never going to, I'm never, when he's 10, we're not going to be, I'm not going to be holding him in, in a chair and sleeping, you know, like that. So I need to enjoy it now, but I'm honestly, I'm living my ideal day now. My ideal day in five years from now, we really want a second child. So it would, it would include that. Um, it would include more, you know, being able just to impact more people with this message of streams of income, because I want other people to, you know, have their ideal day too. 
Now, we met through uh, Danny, of course, and, and he introduced you to the bank on yourself strategy here. But how yeah. does the bank on yourself concept give you some more control and mm-hmm. um, uh, take some more freedom in this passive income dream that you're living? With physical product sales, I mean, you have to buy inventory. And so, you know, I can take um, money out of my bank account, sure, and do that. So let's say I take five grand out of my bank account. Well, that bank, it's no longer earning interest, you know, not even that it's much interest anyway, but it's no longer earning interest in that bank when I take it out to buy inventory. Now, I am putting it in a place where I can, you know, I can at least may probably make 25 to 50% on that money. So that's great when I buy and sell it um, on, on Amazon. But if I pull that out of a bank on yourself policy, that five grand is still earning me interest even though I took it out and put it into my business. So essentially, I'm double dipping. I'm getting interest in both places. So for me, that's the obvious one. It's like, man, I can earn interest twice on the same dollars. It kind of blows my mind how that's even possible, but it it works. And why why did you set up a policy for um, other members of your family too, your your son, Mm. for example, your wife? Uh, What was it about that that you thought was a good idea? Man, well, I mean, looking at my son, he's only 21 months old. I wish these things existed when I was his age. Me too. <laughs> I don't even know, Mark, how I, you could probably tell me um, better than I could. Like when he's my age, what that policy is worth or when he's about to retire, the policy, I mean, we're only putting in a couple hundred dollars a month for him, but it's insane how much that's going to grow um, throughout his life. And um, so it, for us, it just is peace of mind that we can, hey, we're already doing something that sets him up really well. Um, and uh, for my wife and I, it's just a no-brainer. We, we didn't have life insurance before, Callan, and so we needed it anyway. So let's put it into something that actually makes sense. And it's, you know, for us, it's, a, it's our investment. It's our, it's our IRA. It's our 401k because we don't have a regular job. We don't have an employee that's matching our income and what we like is it's not tied to the stock stock market either like those other things. So it's safety. It's uh, we just, I know that in 20 years I can see on paper the guaranteed amount that we're going to have. And it's way, way more um, than in pretty much any other vehicle I could imagine that is safe. Um, you know, is it going to beat the stock market? Maybe or maybe not. I don't know, but I know that I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and all my savings is gone. Mm, wow. And then, so speaking of streams of income, the name of the book, um, mm-hmm. those policies will be another stream of income. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, when, when maybe your ability to earn an income is no longer there, right. those policies will be ready for you and your wife. That's Absolutely. awesome. So yep. tell us as we're wrapping up here, uh, where can someone learn more about sure. you? Uh, where can people learn more about you and all you're involved in? Sure. Just my website's probably the easiest way, Mark. It's ryanreger.com and that's R-Y-A-N-R-E-G-E-R.com. And then that that second section down below there, um, there's a link that you can click to get the book. And guys, it's going to be free. All we ask is you just pay for shipping and handling. It's an actual paperback book. It's not huge. Um, It fits in the palm of my hand, which I actually like that because I'm looking behind me on my bookshelf. There are books back there that I have not read and might never read. Um, They're two and 300 pages. This is only about uh, 65 pages. So you could read this in just less than an hour probably. And that's why I I want you to read it and I want you to take action. I want it to be a, you know, the, 
the genesis of something in your life. Like look at it and think, what am, what am I going to do now? What's my responsibility now? I see how it's possible. He's done it. Guys, I'm not special. If you can, if I can do it, you can do it. And so I just want to get that, get you to ask questions and thinking, okay, you know, it's possible now. What do I, I'm going to, what am I going to do um, now that I know that it's possible? So. It's the real deal. Um, so Ryan, thank you for being uh, with us today and uh, good luck in all your endeavors. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you having me on. Wow. So if you couldn't catch his drift there, he really gives us, I think, Holly, I don't know about you, but he really gives us the mindset to think beyond the employee mindset and to get into a streams of income mindset where it's all these little little things, little tributaries moving into bigger and bigger rivers that creates this just floor or this protected income. Even if two or three of those go away, you know, he's still got plenty to sort of back up and live the in, the multiple income streams dream, as he talks about. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ryan had a lot of really valuable information to share. And I, I think we, in a good way, got more than we bargained for. I mean, you know, he didn't just share about his income streams. He didn't just get on here and just say, oh, well, you know, you should do this. You should have an Amazon business. You should write a book. You should do, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like the the counseling, the mentoring and, and stuff that he does, or you should, you know, form these groups. Instead, he says, hey, you know, go after what you're passionate about. Like, that's what it looks like for him. Mm-hmm. That's what his income stream dream looks like. But, you know, think about what you're passionate about. Get yourself in the right mindset and, you know, come up with your own version of 16 income streams mm-hmm. and um, how that can be different for each person based on what you are interested in and what kind of comes to you naturally. And um, I love the one part he shared um that was about like thinking about what you just like to do anyways and figure out how you can monetize that in a way. And so it's like, how do you enjoy spending your days anyways? Okay, well now turn it into a job, turn it into mm-hmm. an income stream somehow. Yep. And so I think that that's really valuable. And um, I think that kind of, I don't know, we're starting to see a shift in perhaps like the millennial generation and, and the idea and the concept of work and a job, quote unquote, Um and so I think that's kind of in line with that because it, it helps with burnout rates. If it's things you enjoy doing anyway, you're not going to burn out as quickly and you'll get more from it, feel more purpose um, rather than just feeling like a, a cog in the wheel. Now, you you've, you came across an article recently about someone doing just that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I came across the an article and um, we'll include the link to it in the show notes. Um, and it was just about a an individual. And I don't, I don't know this for sure, but just from what he was writing, what he was saying, it sounded like he He's kind of maybe part of that fire movement that we've talked about in the past on our podcast. Um, And he was talking about how he's 30 and has retired as a millionaire. And he actually just did that in five years. So it wasn't even like he started when he was 10 and was able to do it by 30. It was he started pretty much pursuing this um, actively at age 25 and by 30 was able to retire as a millionaire. Um, and he just kind of shared an interesting thought that I think is kind of in line maybe with what Ryan's sharing as well is that kind of traditional financial wisdom would tell you, you know, take your income, whatever that is, and pretty much just accept it for what it is. So if, you know, your income is X number of dollars, then say, okay, cool. But then with that X number of dollars, then you're supposed to, you know, push down your expenses as far as you can, you know, live on the rice and beans, as they say, and then save as much of that as you can. 
Rather, he says, don't necessarily do that. I mean, that he's like, that's a part of it. But almost more importantly is um, increasing your income potential. And that's where some of these in- passive income streams, I think, come into play. Um, because if you can get them going, it's it's not necessarily a ton of effort once it's done. And it increases your income potential so you can be saving more, but then maybe not also having to you know live in that cardboard box that you'd probably otherwise feel like you had to live in. So I actually thought it was pretty profound for um, an article that was, you know, kind of out there in normal media, kind of going financial media. Yeah. yeah, Kind of going against what traditional financial wisdom might say. Maybe they're listening to our episodes. Who knows? And in fact, (laughs) we did an episode on this. Listeners, if you want to learn more about this idea of having uh, related but separate income streams, I think it's super important that uh, that you can really see these income streams as interdependent, uh, but not totally separate from each other. So you don't need a knitting business alongside, you know, uh, doing an online uh, course selling business, unless they're a, a course, unless you want to do an online course selling I'm on knitting. knitting. <laughs> so there you go. But episode 47, if you want to learn more, invest in yourself. Talked about this in greater detail. Holly, great stuff. And thank you, Ryan, again, for being a part of this episode. Uh, Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.